TIM. Thank God it's Monday. Welcome to another episode of the Stoop Radio Show right here, live on blogtalkradio.com. You know, one of these nights, I want to pick somebody to be a host and co-host alongside Jewel. I want to hear all the sound effects that come on the show on the other side while the music's playing. Jewel lets out this big, I'm laughing. <laughs> Great. <sighs> Everybody, Live. let's say yeah. Let's say good evening to uh, <laughs> the lovely and talented Miss Jewel Tady. Jewel, good evening and welcome back for another episode of the Stoop. Good evening, Jeff. How we doing? We're doing great. We are so excited to be here tonight, as we are every Monday and Wednesday night. We're very excited tonight for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, we're get, we're going to announce a couple guests that are coming on in the near future. A couple that we just uh, spoke to over the last few days. We have an awesome guest this evening, uh, our Neighbors from the North, Canadian band, The Dead South. Whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah, big smile on Jules' face. Uh, Jules' uh, main man, Mike, is a big fan of these guys. Turned Jules on to him. Jules was able to speak to a couple of the guys, and we have at least one of the guys on tonight. We don't know how many guys we're going to have on. We'll have at least one. Uh, their music is very different and very unique, and if you're uh, listening in tonight, Check them out. The Dead South. It's the Canadian band Bluegrass Folk Music. Jewel, I know you're big on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> no, I couldn't be more excited. I'm I'm really I'm flipping out. I love these guys. Anyone that I turn on to their music is complete instant fans of theirs. I mean, you just have to rock out to it. It's just down-home, good music, and and they're amazing live as well. I would love, love the chance to see them live. So I'm um, super excited to talk to these guys tonight. Absolutely. And speaking of live, we will talk to them about a uh, tour that's going on. Uh, they're going to go through Canada, through the uh, southern part of the United States, uh, England. So they're going to be all out there. And it's fun. It's fun music. It's kind of like bonfire music. Sit around the fire and listen to these guys play some tunes, slug some whiskey, and have a great old time. We're going to do some like that tonight. We're going to drink some beer. We're going to listen to a couple of tunes. We're going to talk to, uh, like I said, at least one of the guys uh, a little later on today, the Dead South. Very excited. Uh, let's thank our guests from Wednesday, rapper Du Karan. Great show with him. He was great. Funny. Music was good. Telling stories about the uh, dirty backstage host. Funny stuff. What'd you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's fun because he's right there. He's right on, like, the precipice of his career, and it's just exciting to see a young guy like that really getting his start and getting his footing and keeping his head on a swivel at the same time. But he's going to do great things, and, uh, yeah, we wish nothing but the best for him. He's a great kid, and, uh, yeah, he's a definite fa- uh, friend of the stoop. Absolutely. Did I hear somebody on the stoop say the precipice of his career? Did I say that? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Weird God. Bringing in a whole new class oh. of people, the precipice of his career. Yeah. I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> I'm like trying to look it up, but I don't have enough time. <laughs> Please don't. No, no fact-checking you know, here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. But you Trust me, my vocabulary is really limited. Uh, the other day, at my regular job, I told a customer I was able to accumulate the parts she needed, and my whole <laughs> my whole uh, coworker team went absolutely ridiculously laughing. Accumulate, and I'm like, all right. Oh up. my Thank god! <laughs> I said a big word on the last show too. I'm like, I never freaking say that. I think it was like, oh, come to fruition. I'm like, I never say that. Yeah, 
You're just trying to embarrass me, and that and that's okay. That's what we do here on the stoop. I'm, I'm trying to embarrass at, myself. <laughs> I'm good at embarrassing myself, as we will talk about it shortly. As we uh, when we review my wonderful NFL Wild Card Weekend playoff picks. But before any of that, let's get down to the nitty gritty. We like to do a little thing we call the top five list, and we pick categories and we tell you our five favorite things or five least favorite things whatever from these categories and tonight in honor of our northern neighbors the dead south top five canada things whether they were invented in canada or invented by a canadian person or if they're canadian whatever the hell they be jewel gave me the one finger as if to say yep <laughs> this is a uh, tongue-tied tongue-tied teaser never mind top five canada <laughs> things I will go first, Joel. Thank you. Because I know you said, "My God, I'm having a hard time coming up with it." But if you if you if you Google Canadian things, it is amazing how many things. I just wanted it to be the right yeah. things. It's not that I <laughs> I love Canada, <laughs> so I just wanted to get the right my personal favorite things about. Oh, I don't, these are probably insulting that the guys are listening to the show. They're going to laugh at me when they come on. Probably. But anyway, yeah. my top five Canada things. And number five, of course, is the delicious and refreshing Canada Dry Ginger Ale. <laughs> it's not even yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. No? Okay. okay. Anyway, Canada Dry Ginger Ale. <laughs> it, it's the original origin is from Canada. I read into this, trust me. Okay. But uh, it is hope. the only uh, – it is currently the only ginger ale – made with actual ginger still. So that's one of my favorites. That's number five. And even if it's not truly from Canada, eh, it says Canada right in the name. Number four, uh, Trivial Pursuit. That's right. Apparently Trivial Pursuit was discovered and invented in Canada or by a Canadian. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Ah, I used to love Trivial Pursuit. Everybody loved Trivial Pursuit. Remember um, the big lines that stores going to get it and people were crazy about it. And I always loved it. I wasn't good at it, but I liked it. Little pie pieces. Yeah, little pie pieces. Six pie pieces. (laughs) Number three, it wouldn't be one of my lists unless I mentioned hot, sexy chicks. And two of my all-time favorites from Canada, the gorgeous Mia Kirshner and the beautiful Emmanuel Treaky. Oh, my goodness. I mean, God bless Canada for these two (laughs) absolutely lovely ladies. Mia Kirshner was... uh, my favorite for quite a while. Love it. Notice the, the trend of the dark hair and the, the, the sexy cheekbones and all that good stuff. So two wonderful imports from Canada. Thank you. Number two, uh, um, yeah, number two, Molson Canadian beer. Now, good can of Molson is always good. You know, I li- yeah, I know. We like beer here at the Stoop. And uh, Molson Canadian is good. Uh, when I went down uh, to Florida a couple of years back to visit uh, my wife's aunt, they had tons of Molson Canadian. I drank plenty of it that weekend. Made me a big fan. And number one, it's so easy. Number one is so easy. I'm not even going to say it. Oh, I'm going to say it. It's hockey. Hockey. I absolutely love hockey. I'm a hockey fan. I'm a diehard. I love watching hockey. I like the Canadian teams. You know, I like hockey in general. Uh, my number two all-time favorite sport, right behind football, and it's close. I love hockey. That's my top five Canadian list. Like I said, any Canadian out there listening probably strangle me for such an embarrassing <laughs> list. But, uh, you know, it's quick Canada to me. Jewel, I hate to tell you, you're up. <laughs> you know, you just reminded me of, like, three other things that could have been on my list. Um, like Canada yeah, Dry, right? culture. Yeah, hockey. I, hockey, I played yeah. ice hockey for a little bit. So, um, 
Yeah, but they did not make my list. Oh, and Robin Thicke. <laughs> Robin Christ. Thicke is from Canada. He used Stop to be one of my favorites. Stop fighting uh, we hate about Canada. <laughs> Robin Thicke's good. He might have fit a song, but we can if, get into if, that later. <laughs> if Bieber is on your list, you're out of here. Just don't. <laughs> I guarantee no Bieber is on my list. I don't even think can- Canadians <laughs> like that he's from there. Okay, number five. The Swedish Fish Factory is in Canada. Another wow. favorite. I love Swedish Fish. Just the red ones, though, because I don't like the other colors. Maybe an orange here and there, but definitely no, like, green or yellow. Swedish Fish is one of my faves. I love good stuff. the licorice. <laughs> love the Swedish uh, Fish. Number four. I've never been to Canada, because, but it sounds so beautiful, and I would love to venture there one day and especially growing up with all of my favorite John Denver songs describing the beauty of Canada um cold nights in Canada and Jasper Alberta and I see blue winds so it's just all very seemingly scenic and beautiful friendly and lovey and I just would like to live there but I can't so John Denver (laughs) definitely painted a picture of a beautiful Canada for me um, number three, did you know, fun fact, that Calgary, <laughs> Toronto, and Vancouver are the most livable cities in the entire world? Wow. They have low crime rates, stellar education, and one other thing, awesome culture. <laughs> Mia Kirshner? Oh, awesome. Uh, what's awesome. Three, Calgary, Toronto, and what was the third? And Vancouver. Vancouver, wow. That's great stuff yeah. there. Great facts. Yeah. So those are homework. And so that's my, that's my number three. Yep. And uh, number two is half of the world's population of polar bears reside in Canada. <laughs> I love wow. polar bears. I would love to Dawson. see a polar bear from afar, maybe behind glass, but I would love to see some polar bears in action. I went to the zoo this summer and there was one sad polar bear just, you know, sleeping. And, uh, yeah, it'd be fun just to see him out in the open. Not that I would want to get close to one. But I, hear, I love um, polar bears. Yeah, from a distance, I hear they're they're not trainable. I heard they have a mental function in their brain that they can't be trained to be tamed. I don't know how true that is. So, from I, afar, I yeah. So. <laughs> they're wild. And they, you know, they spend a lot of time in the water. So, they're crazy, polar bears. And number one. This is on my list of cities to live in because it has the beach, the mountains, and the city all in one. And it has a big French culture, and I'm, I'm big on the French culture. I always wanted to go to France. Um, I took like six years of French, so um, I would love to visit Montreal. Hmm, very nice. And that has to be my number one. And it's not too far. You know, it's right up there if I ever North. get there. Yeah. North. That's a good list. Yours is uh, very well thought out and very well researched. And mine um, looks like somebody got on the back of a bubblegum wrapper <laughs> <laughs> called Five Quick Facts know? About Canada. Did you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, night and day. And I'm surprised that, you know, Mia Kirshner was not on your list because she certainly was on mine. Uh, let's, re- <laughs> let's rehash. Let's rehash. 
a pair of top five lists, our top five favorite things from Canada. Number five, mine is Canada Dry Ginger Ale, even if it's just the recipe or the formula or whatever the hell it is. It's got the logo on it. It's Canada Dry. Number four, Trivial Pursuit by a Canadian, discovered in Canada, however you want to say it. Number three, my lovelies, Mia Kirshner, Emmanuel Treaky, the loves of Canada. Number two, Molson Canadian beer. Molson is Canadian beer. And number one, of course, hockey. Jewel, number five, awesome, awesome. Top five pick right here. The Swedish Fish Factory. No, it's not in Sweden. It's right there in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, number four is the beautiful scenery. Number three is, of course, the three of the most livable cities, Calgary, Toronto, and Vancouver. Number two, of course, is half of the amazing population of the wild and dangerous, but also beautiful polar bears. Number one is just flat out Montreal. That's it. She's just, boom, Montreal. Yep. It's my number one. I, hear, I will I live hear there Canada. one day. <laughs> yeah, I hear it's gorgeous. I heard the whole, the whole just continent, if you will, or country country, i got to check myself continent, and ahead of myself, <laughs> the whole country is absolutely beautiful, and I would love to check it out sometime, definitely up for that and the portion of Niagara Falls, a lot of good stuff I'm a, I'm a big fan um, like I said, yeah, I like hockey also, that that's kind of like a, that's like a given but uh, I've seen, you know, different things uh, we did get the message from Jewel that tonight we will be joined uh, by Nate, Scott and Danny all the dead south. Let's hope we all learn how to take our turns and talk because <laughs> yeah, we get. <laughs> yeah, I think they're used well, to it though. Okay, and that's good stuff. You know, uh, we had a we've done dual, we've done threes before. Um, if Eight. you're a long, <laughs> yeah, if you're a long time listener, if you've been listening to us from the beginning, you of course are there for our uh, Molly. Uh, I always forget this band's name. I can't believe. It. Molly Rhythm. Molly Rhythm. I don't know why I always forget that. Molly Rhythm. That was a disaster. There's eight people talking at once, and me and Jules. So it's like ten people talking at once. And you know what? I don't want to start any rumors. I'm going to say at least four of those eight people were stoned. <laughs> at least. <laughs> Possibly. And they all kept saying no it. No so judgment. <laughs> yeah. No, no judgment. I'm jealous I wasn't one of the four. But, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, no disrespect to my parents. They both passed away, so I can now say that... On occasion, I do more things than just drink. That's hard to believe. It's hard for my wife to believe. She says, all I ever do is go out and drink. I'm a fan, I tell you. I'm a fan, too. You know what? I just, it's my uh, twist of choice, if you will. It's your thing. Yep. It's your thing. You know, <laughs> you're getting too you're getting too cultured for me. It is my uh, choice of twist. Whatever the hell you said, I'm like, it's your thing. It's your thing. We see it for nine o'clock. I try to be yeah, it's pro in the beginning. <laughs> I go uh, I go full shit show from like the second we kick off till you know, till the end. Oh god. So last night getting some topics. Uh last night was the uh Golden Globe Awards. Mm-hmm. And of course everybody's talking about Oprah's big speech for her uh, Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award. People cry, people cheer, people laugh. Um, you know, Deborah Mae Longoria coming out of entertainment for fair pay and fair rights uh, for their um, crew and you know some of their live uh, acts and, and uh, interviewers. 
but the big thing that's coming out now is Oprah for president. Jill Tatey, oh, oh. help me out. <laughs> help me out on Oprah for president, please. I mean, she would get the majority of the vote, possibly, you know? But She would get like 90% like, of the vote. Oh, yeah. And like, I, I want to say, like, Oprah is America's mom. Everyone loves Oprah. Even if you try to hate Oprah, you have to love her. And no. I, I, I mean, I love her. I agree, like, she has no p- political background, but, like, nowadays that doesn't even matter. I mean, The Rock is going out for president, too. So it's it's going to be interesting. That's all I can say. But I love Oprah. I love I loved her speech, what I saw of it. I didn't see the entirety of it. But um, the Time's Up and the, and the Me Too, and she has her own history of sexual abuse, and all the women, like, rallied last night. And I thought that was pretty cool. Everyone wore black to, um, you know, just just show their support for all the victims and the people who couldn't speak, the, the women who spoke up anonymously, like, these past however many months. And it was just really, it was it was powerful. Um, and, I mean, I'm a fan of Oprah. I don't know where this will go. I really, I, I hate politics so much. Um, but I, I think she's a great person. And that's all I have to say about that great woman miss no, Oprah. I, you get health care and you get health care <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, um, <laughs> i'm not a big oprah fan but i gotta tell you it would be a runaway especially if you're against donald trump we know the story i'm not anti-trump um but then again you said not being a politician neither was trump uh neither was howard stern I remember a couple of years back howard stern talking about running for president and i'll tell you what he probably yeah. would have won and oprah okay. winfrey Oprah Winfrey would win, hands down. And so many yeah. people would be running to work with her that we would have probably a pretty good cabinet. And, um, you know, issues would arise. That's neither here nor there. We don't know if she'll do it. It's a pretty big job. Um, but the buzz was out there today, and I, I didn't want to curb the rest of your topic there, but I had to get out Oprah for president because everybody's been talking about it all day long. It's been such yeah. a big thing. I'm not a fan. Around my country. I'm sorry. Heard about the thing in Italy with the store that she threw a fit that they closed at six o'clock when they were supposed to close, and she made the store up. Uh, whatever. Then again, you know, I mean, when the stoop yeah, goes, no, when the stoop goes to the O Network, you know, I'll be a big Oprah fan. <laughs> we hear she cut back her portion. Like she is still CEO, but she like sold most of it. Um, but you know, you can't judge her on one. Thing. I mean, Trump's had how many failing businesses. I'm just saying, she has a lot of people who respect her. That's it. I mean, if she runs, it's probably not even going to happen. It may not, and it, it's a lot, especially for somebody with you know so much. That was part of Howard Stern's problem. He's looking at the money. Donald Trump, you know, kind of looked at the money, but said, you know, I keep my salary. I don't need it, which, which is good and all, but tough job. I wouldn't want it. I think she's can, doing an okay job. I wouldn't want. Yeah. Can Michelle Obama still run? I think she can. See, I think I she can. My wife, uh, they said my wife watches a scandal. And um, mm-hmm. the president now is no longer in the house, and his wife, they got divorced from, is now president. Oh, it's weird. But I guess she can. No spoilers. I'm never going to watch Oh, no spoilers, <laughs> and neither am I. 
All right, so we can do one of two things right now. I would rather do the first thing, because if we do the second thing, it might take too long. I don't want that to be, and that's my NFL playoff wrap-up. I would rather crank out a song from the Dead South, Young Men We Got Coming On Tonight. These guys are really good. And we're going to go right to the one that sounds like a George Clooney movie. It's called In Hell I'll Be In Good Company. Yeah. It sounds like it's George Clooney movie, doesn't it? But um, it's a great song. This one is fun, and it's got a great beat to it. It's about four minutes long. It is our guest tonight, the Dead South, and here is one of their big hits. In hell, I'll be in good company, just like me and Joel will be. We'll be back to you in four minutes.
absolutely, positively, yes, 100%. I'm telling you, I'm not just saying that because they're coming on tonight. That's great music. Little Canadian bluegrass folk. In hell, I'll be in good company from 2014 already. Wow. Uh, from tonight's guest, Dead South. We're going to have Nate Hiltz, Scott Pringle, and Danny Kenyon on us very shortly. Cool stuff. If you look at the list, you look at like Wikipedia, and they play the mandolin, banjos, cello, um, some whistling. <laughs> you know, it, it's great. Guitars, everything. I know. It is yeah. the perfect mixture that makes for some kick-ass music. And I'm just... So happy they decided to come on our show, and we're we are huge fans here. So we're excited. Yeah, like them, like them a lot, like their music. We got another song coming up a little bit later called Boots. That's a fun one, uh, a little more fast paced. It, it's a goodie, um, and it's great. It's funny reading up on these guys, and they say they give a lot of their credit to punk and punk influence. So can't wait to ask them who some of their influences are and some of their favorite bands because that's pretty wild. Um, and a little metal in there too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. If you see these guys, they're they're totally cool looking. Uh, it's like Amish meets Slayer. I mean, they've got like <laughs> these big long beards and like like big cats on. Like they got a little Amish look, a little badass too. You can tell they're fun guys. Very excited mm-hmm. to have them on the night. Um, if hell breaks loose, who cares? That's what it's all about here on the Stoop Radio Show. So now it's like they're, they're, they'll be here around eight thirty. So we got three and a half minutes, which is perfect. For me to quickly run down my disastrous NFL wild card weekend. Remember last year when I was perfect? Went all the way to the end, picked the winner. That was this great prognosticator. No, no <laughs> I don't remember. You weren't here for it. Because this year is goddamn embarrassing. And I'd like to go on, but I think we're already, or I guess, I believe, let's check it out here. Uh, the Dead South. Gentlemen, are you with us? Yes, you are. Good evening, guys. Hey guys. Welcome to the Stoop Radio Show. We are so, so excited to have you on. How you doing tonight? Right on. Great. Thanks. How are you doing? We're doing great. Uh, it's uh, super cold down here in the PA, so I can imagine how you guys are doing up there in Canada. But uh, we want to thank you for coming on. Uh, we have Nate, Scott, and Danny. Um, guys, let's start off right off with questions. Where did the name The Dead South come from? Uh, well, we uh, we used to have um, we used to have a drummer way back in the day, and he came up with the name one time. He said, uh, "Let's call ourselves the Dead South." With an S at the end, and we dropped that because we didn't like it very much. It sounded too much like <laughs> Dead South. My God! So uh, yeah, we dropped the letter, we kicked the drummer out, and then uh, kept the name. All right. Awesome. And how did you guys form? I, I read that some of you guys went to school together, like early uh, grade school, high school. How did you guys get together and become the band that you are today? Actually, we were friends. Or the three of us have been friends since we were about five years old. Uh, we oh, went to wow. the same uh, kindergarten all through elementary school. And uh, we've been playing music together for a long time. And uh, so the Dead South had a few other members, and they left. And so Nate and uh, our our former banjo player, Colton, kind of got together, and then Scott and I joined, and now we're kind of how we are right now. Very awesome. cool. And we like it. Uh, so, um, 
in reading up on you guys, you said like some punk music is influential to you, some metal music. Uh, who are some of your influences that like bands that are out there today, and who are some of your favorite bands, and who do you kind of take yourselves after? Uh, take yourselves after. I don't know. That's kind of a tough one, but I mean, they're still kicking today. I don't know who who are some of your guys' favorites. Like old Pearl Madison show, like when we were first starting out, I was yeah. uh, listening quite a bit and Trampled by Turtles, and you know some of the old the old school guys too. But I mean, the Devil Makes Three. Yeah, the Devil Makes Three for sure, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Like in general, I kick it a lot back to like I listen to The Doors a lot. Awesome. Still, and yeah. Nirvana and stuff like that. That's kind of. A lot of our realms, like Dan. Danny's listened to a lot of classical music. Yeah, it was uh, Colton, the former banjo player. He was quite the metalhead too. He's, <laughs> he's where a lot of the, a lot of the metal influence and in some of the the part writing comes from. Comes from him. Yeah. That's pretty cool stuff. Uh, we like. I mean, all kind of influence you can kind of see. Um, the, in reading, they said you you guys are kind of what they call fearless, and you have so many different. Uh, avenues and angles in your music it's very unique and very creative um what's like what what goes on in your creative process like how do you guys come together with the sound and who does what in making music uh yeah that's a good question um when we first all started playing this style of music together none of us had really ever played this kind of music we'd uh always sure. had either electric guitar hands or or you know drumsticks or something growing up and Danny and obviously played the cello all his life but we'd never played bluegrass or country or folk music before so we kind of just took what we did know how to do on other instruments and applied it to the these acoustic instruments and uh what came out is is what you're what you hear now and we don't really don't really know how we got there but yeah still sort of figuring <laughs> we're it glad, out we're glad you're there <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's been a, it's been a ride. But, so, I mean, having having now played played with a lot of other bluegrass bands, and country bands, and folk bands, and stuff, we're we're learning we're learning the traditional ways and kind of working ourselves backwards now, and learning some learning some of the old tricks. So, are you guys like way more comfortable on tour now? Like you've been touring. Um, can you talk a little bit about touring back in like when you first got signed in 2014 compared to today? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> during the change a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, when we first started, we didn't know how to play sober because we were just nervous all the time. We, we didn't know how to go and play in front of people. Yeah, so that was actually a trick. Um, when we started playing on, like, early morning radio shows or the news or any early event, obviously you shouldn't, and we weren't drunk at those times. <laughs> so those were our first, you know, stabs at it. And... uh I was actually saying this to a crowd in Toronto the other day. I was like, I remember the, one of the first times we played sober in front of people, like, and I was in the corner puking before we were playing, and you know, like, <laughs> it was, it just, it was, you know, the comfort level wasn't quite there, so we had to build that up. So touring now to what it was is the comfort level is just growing and growing and growing. Um, you know, once you play to a couple of full rooms, you start to just feel their energy and, and thrive off of them. So Yeah, it's funny. We go back in time, and it's like, we'll go get wasted for a show, play to five people. 
And now you step out in front of a crowd of 500 people and you're dead sober and for some reason you're <laughs> more than I guess that just comes with time. Yeah. That's yeah, quite a difference. I, you got a big tour that's uh, pretty much kicking off now. You're going to do Canada, some U.S. states, Europe, uh, England. That, that's pretty big stuff. Are you guys prepared for this uh, kind of big outing? Is this your biggest tour yet? Uh, I'd say we're kind of just in between tours right now. We recently got off of a, a month-long tour in in Europe, which ended with a few shows in in Canada. But now we've got we've actually got a week long festival on a cruise ship called the Rockboat nice. Festival. Nice. And then about a month after that, before we head back to the states for a, a full tour of the West Coast and all the way down to Texas and then back up through through Denver. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, I'd say we're well. I'd say we're well prepared. We've. Uh, We've done we've done three week to month long tours before, but we're excited to check out some new cities in the states. We're really really excited to be touring down south a little bit more now. You have to come to the east coast after after the west coast. <laughs> yeah, you gotta come <laughs> to the yeah. east coast Absolutely. definitely. <laughs> um, what have been some highlights from the tour? Like the last leg of the tour. Uh, I'd say one of the highlights from last tour was playing in a lot of places we'd never played before. Um, I mean, we also had our biggest show to date on the last tour. We played in Berlin to about 1,600 people. Wow. Um, they came up to see us, so that was really nice. Yeah, that was surreal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all kind of blended together after a while. You know, you just keep going, 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 and you don't remember how long ago that was or exactly what cities you were in sometimes. Yeah, a lot of green rooms, a lot of different currencies, a lot of different languages, <laughs> a lot of different wow. beers. <laughs> That's the best part. I want to get on that tour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you guys have you guys from what I'm reading have millions of followers on your YouTube videos. Um, talk about how much you like shooting videos. Uh, what's more fun, doing the video, making music? You guys like more. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Can you, can you repeat that last part? Yeah, well, uh, what do you enjoy more, making the videos and being in front of a camera, or do you like uh, being in a studio and making music? Oh, making music. Making music. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I think the best part about the videos is we can go and be goofs, and, you know, it is it is what it is. We can have fun with it. The music, you know, you have fun with it, but you take it way more serious. Sure. Being in yeah. front of a camera is more for the tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah. I guess so I speak for everybody and say we joined, uh, like we formed a band because we love we love playing music and we love performing music for people. And as, I mean the uh, the the visual side of things is uh, is is an aesthetic as well, but it's definitely not not the number one passion, although it seems to be. And when we're filming a video, we're very much uh, we're very much tools for somebody else to make a movie. We uh, we come up with ideas and they say. Okay, you go over there, you do this, and you go. We've worked with awesome filmmakers, so it's always a blast. But uh, we're not really full-on know exactly what we're doing or <laughs> what it's going to end up like. So we kind of just trust the filmmaker. Right. And, I mean, I think that in how I'll be in good company, that's how a lot of your – I want to say a lot of your fans got to know you because uh, I was – my boyfriend – Show me the video. He's like, you have to hear these guys. They're insane. And that's that was like a couple months ago, but that video came out after um, an album it wasn't even a part on. It was actually from the the second album you guys had. Can you talk about that and how it was, you know, made after 
the third album? Yeah, I mean, that was a really good accident. <laughs> uh, you know, we realized that we, we were just touring all the time and we weren't creating as many videos as we should be. So, um, uh, Zach, the guy who was doing, who did the videos for that one and for um, Van Duol, actually all of our videos, um, we were going to go play in Toronto and do uh, eight shows on a flatbed truck uh, around the city. <laughs> and cool. he came and then he had the idea to start the other video the next day for In Hell, and he's like, "I let's try this, see what happens, and we released it. So when, when we released it, it was after Illusion of Devil. We had no idea it would do that, and then, you know, kind of put that album in a bit of a shadow <laughs> while the second album kind of came out on top again. <laughs> that should not be in the shadow. I mean, the, the album Illusions in Dale is phenomenal. It's like most most albums have filler songs and you guys I mean I can listen to the album Tops on the Bottoms on. So it's it's just great. We're we're big fans of yours. Thank you. Absolutely and thank you. So so doing like bluegrass and folk is how it's described. Is it something you guys got into to be different or is this like really your roots? Is this the kind of music that gives you the most passion? Um no, it kind of like we were saying earlier. We all we all grew up playing like, I mean, we did play acoustic guitars and stuff like that. But I, I remember being in in grade in grade twelve, and we'd be in the music rooms with electric guitars and bass drums and or bass guitars and drum kits and stuff, and we'd be playing on that. But it was when Colton uh, Colton got a banjo for his for his birthday from his mom, and he was hanging out at Nate's place, and they were listening to Trampled by Turtles and. And that's when can they kind of decided to you know let's try let's making some music that sounds like this ourselves, and uh, yeah, it, it wasn't more so to play music that sounds like this. It's let's play music with those instruments and see what happens kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. We're kind of playing music that we like to play with the instruments that are all acoustic. Right. So whether that it's folk or rock with acoustic instruments. We don't really know. There's a lot of gray area in there. Yeah, and there's so many different influences. Like in certain songs, uh, you know, Colton's playing three-finger style because um, he studied Scruggs and Steve Martin books. So he's got that there. And then nice. he learned Clawhammer. And, but yet he was also flat-picking, you know, metal style on a banjo. So there's that. And then you got um, us coming in with our takes on songs, and then we're just kind of all throwing pieces together and, Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's tough to call it bluegrass or just folk or any of those things because we don't really know what to call it. And purists of certain, you know, genres will get pretty upset with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not trying to be traditional bluegrass players. Like sometimes I'll throw in straight up classical cello over top of a bluegrass guitar, and like there's no way I'm trying to play fiddle or anything like that. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, it's fun to read the comments, and people get really mad. And, <laughs> But it's, yeah. it so works, especially in songs like Boots. Like, it just cuts off and goes to that, like, straight-up cello. I'm like, oh, my God. It, it just it, it hits you, and it works. Um, I have to talk about uh, Eliza and how she, her addition to your band, um, what that was like and how the transition was. Well, she certainly saved our butts. Yep. <laughs> we were on a tour in Europe, and Colton got sick, and... He had to go home, so that tour was canceled, and we had another one coming up right away after that one. 
and she joined and she came in with this uh, awesome energy and this uh, drive to want to learn and, and play as much as possible with us. So it's been nice. Mm-hmm. Fun fact too, uh, Eliza Doyle played in um, played in a bunch of groups in the past, but one one group in particular called the Hard Ramblers, and they were they were playing at a local festival here in Saskatchewan. And Colton was attending that festival and saw Eliza claw hammering away on the banjo like she does, and that was the moment that inspired Colton to want to learn the banjo. Oh wow! And now, wow, very cool. Now, and Eliza is now have has replaced Colton in the band. so And now she's inspired by Colton. Yeah, now no, no, no. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> so uh, you guys consider yourselves uh, Mumford & Sons Evil Twins, which I find hilarious. Um, you ever reached out to them, guys? Did you ever try to make contact with them? Maybe you guys do a little joint thing? That would be pretty amazing. What do you think? We don't consider ourselves that. That name kind of was thrown at us. <laughs> it was always funny. We, yeah, we definitely found that to be entertaining to be called that. It is great. We definitely don't pay ourselves as that, yeah. Yeah, Danny, Danny emails them. <laughs> so someone, yeah, someone said that about us, and then we thought it was funny, and then it's been mentioned a few times on the internet now, and we're not, we're not going around saying that that's us. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it would be pretty great. I mean, it's, it's you know, that'd be one hell of a tour. I'd definitely get seats to that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> the internet works like that. We would totally respect so, those guys and definitely listen to their uh, yeah. strumming patterns, especially. Uh, they're, they're pretty awesome. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, I don't know, we pull from them a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's in the early days, guys, for sure. Yeah. yeah, but you guys are really just hard-hitting, and you got your own unique so unique sound going on um can you talk a a little bit about illusion and doubt and how it's like different from good company and your first record uh yeah it's certainly it certainly is different in the in the approach we took to recording it the good company album we recorded everything live off the floor in the studio with uh very minimal overdubbing with the exception of just like vocals and kick drums and maybe a couple other cello parts but Illusion and Doubt, we recorded it. Um, we recorded it all live first, but then we went in afterwards and punched in each individual track over top of the live recording, so it still can maintain a bit of a live feel. And we also tempo mapped each song as well to allow it to not always be on a strict tempo through a whole song, but allow it to speed up in certain places and slow down in certain places. But, uh, yeah, the uh, the reason for punching in individually gives you more room in the mix afterwards, just to create a bit more of a bigger, fuller, more polished sound in the end. And you can maybe hear that between the two different albums. Yeah. Very cool. So let's get into the deep-rooted, the important stuff that we love to talk about here on The Stoop. Uh, you guys talk about, about drinking, drinking eases your pain, uh, calms your nerves. What's your drink of choice? What do you guys like to uh, kick back with? <laughs> Well, there's a couple of different things. Uh, depends the night. I mean, if uh, <laughs> God present, or present, you know, I uh, I, I can't help myself. Um, we're all <laughs> we're all fairly big fans of you know Irish whiskey as well. Um, Very nice. Yeah, we drink a lot of Jameson on tour. That's for sure. Yeah, 
There you go. It seems to be the rock star drink of choice. <laughs> it seems to be everywhere. No matter where you go in the world, there's a bottle of Jameson just sitting there waiting for it. <laughs> oh, nice. Absolutely. You know, all the all the local bands around here, it seems like they're always drinking it. So like I said, that became like the musician's drink of choice, which is a good thing. Something wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, first thing in the morning after a night of drinking, we uh, we often enjoy a, a beer and Clamato juice. It's very Canadian. What is yeah, yeah. yeah, what's the It's uh, tomato and clam juice combined. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you guys beat us. But it is that the hangover yeah, cure? Yeah. yeah. It's the hair of the dog drink. Good wow. Lord. That doesn't sound right. good. <laughs> hey, but oh, it actually right. is, though. Yeah. I can try it now. <laughs> But can you guys just go into the backstory behind the two songs we're going to play? We already played In Hell, In Good Company, and Boots. Can you guys go into a little bit of the story and how they came to be? Sure, we'll let Danny take In Hell. Uh, so for In Hell, In Good Company, um, I don't know. We were just riffing in the uh, garage one day, and the song basically just came out, and then... Uh, we had we had just sounds in place of where the words were going to be, and then uh, I wrote a little a little story about a guy who uh, who was cheated on by his wife, and then uh, caught revenge on her by murdering her, and uh, and he still loves her very much, so he was very happy that uh, that's why in hell he'll be in good company because he uh, he knows he's going to hell, he knows she's going to hell, so he's looking forward to that. That's <laughs> yeah. story. It was actually like way more organic than that too. Uh, Scott wasn't at one of these jams, and uh, oh, yeah. it was just Colton and and uh, Danny and myself. And uh, I was kind of sitting around. I was like, we need a song with just cello and banjo, I think, because they're probably the coolest instruments we have in this band. <laughs> so then they just Danny had this uh, awesome line. And Colton just worked off of it, and Danny started whistling, and that was the the melody right there. Just nailed it. <laughs> so that was kind of the birth of it. Yeah, then the story came. Yeah, well, some songs write themselves. Yeah. It's gonna say it sounds so easy sometimes. <laughs> right away. Yeah. <laughs> As for boots, uh, Colton Colton wrote that part, like the the structure of the song for the most part. Uh, we all just kind of added in on whatever, and that's that's a story. Uh, that one has to do with uh, chasing a girl forever, then you finally get your your moment with her, and it's not as good as you you hope, and she just kind of kicks you out on the dirt. <laughs> so, are any of these songs like a product of like two a.m. hanging out, cracking beers, <laughs> or are they all like <laughs> thought out? Actually, a lot, a lot of our songs. That's how we used to just uh, when we jam, we you know you grab a case of beer and we'd sit around, and that's how a lot of those songs came about to be what they are. Do you guys need anybody to sit in the background and play spoons or something? Because that's my kind of jam session. I'm up for it. Yeah, have you, uh, for the most part, forget was one yeah. where I, I came to one one time. I, I don't know what the hell uh, happened to me, but 
We had a jam planned, and I, oh, I, know I drank a little bit too much Jack Daniels or something. And when I showed up, I couldn't keep up fast enough. I couldn't keep up with the guys. Yeah. I thought I was playing, like, way too fast. <laughs> had to start stomping on the floor extra hard just to get the point across. <laughs> we can't that That's the kind of stuff you got to keep. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Have you found the success in the United States? I know you guys are playing several uh, U.S. Uh, dates in some big cities and, and uh, around the U.S. Um, have you? Do you enjoy the U.S.? Do you, are you having a lot of success here? Yeah, I mean, we've only done one uh, one tour there so far, and it was way better than we could have imagined it for it being our first time. So we're definitely looking forward to continuing to come back and check out new areas and see how it goes. Uh, but just the online presence from the U.S. is uh, it's amazing. Yeah, remarkable how many, how many we have, we got people them. down here are just passionately into it. It's awesome. That's very awesome. Yeah, uh, I, need to, I, I hate to beg for favors. I need to do me all a favor because I know she's listening. Can you guys all say hello to my friend Rebecca Wood? She's a massive fan. She begged <laughs> me to have you guys say hello. <laughs> hey, Rebecca. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah, she begged. She's like, please have the guy say hello. I'm a massive fan, which is great. It's really cool that when we tell people you're going to be on, how excited they got, you know, because you wonder who's into it and who's not. And it's definitely worth getting into. You guys are so unique. It's an awesome sound. Uh, if you want to learn more, it's www.thedeadsouth.com. Uh, like I said, we played in hell being good company. We're going to come back with boots shortly after we thank the guys. Gentlemen, we'd love to invite you back again real soon, maybe after the tour slows down. What do you think? Yeah, that'd be great. That was awesome. Oh, we yeah. would love it. You guys, this was fantastic. One of the best interviews that we've done yet. Uh, Nate Hiltz, Scott Pringle, and Danny Kenyon of the Dead South guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to look forward to your music. Have a great time on the tour, and we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Man, I tell you what, that was, in all the interviews we did, that was like one of the most rock interviews. I mean, it's bluegrass folk, and they're, you know, it's supposed to be like a calmer style of music. Them guys are totally cool. I loved it. What a great interview. They are just some genuine dudes is what they are, and I'm, I'm so happy they agreed to come on because they're amazing, and they are, they're blowing up. And it's just exciting to see, um, exciting to talk to them, and they're just, riding the ride you know they're doing it yeah absolutely they're doing it they, they know what they're doing and it sounds like they're having a great time i mean i know like band things happen they say getting in the studio at times can be tough but they get in front of the camera and they ham it off they're having some beers and drinking some whiskey and playing some tunes it's great stuff and i tell you that the music is fun i've become a big fan and a lot of things what happened jewel comes to me and says i got this band and this was probably about two months ago and she's like check these guys out the dead south and I'm, i look at the picture i'm like all right, this is going to be interesting. And then once you put Are the music on. Are they from Lancaster? On, yeah, I know, right? I'm like, I got numbers to but, but it's so good. And uh, and they're fun. They sound like they have a great time doing what they do. We love it. We come out here to the East Coast, Philadelphia, hopefully in dear time. But like I said, they got a big tour coming up. Make sure you check them out, folks. www.thedeadsouth.com. You can read about their tour dates. You can check out all their albums. They're on um, Apple Music, they're on Spotify. Get Facebook, some of their Instagram, songs. Twitter. 
Yep. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, looked them up. Like I said, my, my good friend Rebecca loves these guys. Uh, more people have heard of them than I had thought of. Uh, they got a great following on Twitter. Massive following on YouTube. Millions of people have watched their videos, and mm-hmm. it's worth it. They remind me of it. We had a band um, back when me and John did a show, uh, Royal Bliss. These guys remind me of them. Um, cool dudes. Like I said, drinking, hanging out, having fun, fun stories, love working up in front of the camera. That's our, our kind of band here on the stoop. What a great time. And uh, I tried to lobby to become an honorary member. Well, I'm on again. I'll beg, you know, get on tour with these guys. Great stuff. Yeah, you got to <laughs> learn instrument. <laughs> you can play the, uh, what's it called? The tang tang. No, the, um, you know, the, the thing you flick up and down. <laughs> the little whistle thing. I Kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'll be the kazoo member. Yeah. Cowbell. They drink hardcore Jameson. The guys have put me under the table in mere minutes. The new guy's oh a whip. <laughs> and I'm laying on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> right. Vomit. But it's funny. Like they said, they uh, kind of like us. They get loose with a couple drinks and uh, they let it, they belt it out. And now they place over. Hey. My opinion, I'm no musician. Have a couple drinks, guys, and get on stage. Ain't nobody going to be hating you for it. Yeah, I was going to say, we never do this show sober, so well, <laughs> <I'm> with you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, to be on the show, you got to have a couple drinks, and just for starters. All right, so uh, let's yeah, get, in, guy, get it. Uh, let's keep the momentum going from these guys, and let's play another song. This song is called Boots, and I tell you, it starts out with a little bit of slowness and then explodes on it. It's a great song. A great song, the Dead South Boots. It's about three and a half minutes long. Take a listen to it and love it, because I know me and you are going to be dancing to it right here in the studio, and we'll be back in a few moments.
God damn, that is Whew. hardcore fun music. Excellent. Oh Our guest tonight, The Dead South. We uh, were very pleased to welcome Nate Hiltz, Scott Pringle, Danny Kenyon. Three real fun guys. Really soon they got their finger on the pulse. Let's hope big things for these guys. they got a big tour coming up. Go to their website, www.thedeadsouth.com. Find the dates. They're going to be in Louisiana. They're going to be in Colorado. They're going to be in Chicago, Illinois. They are going to Wisconsin. They're going to be all over the United States um, doing uh, mostly mostly the West Coast and Southern side. They're going to do a little bit of North Coast. Sounds like it's definitely worth saying. These guys are fantastic. The music's great. The interview went well, very passionate. And you're sure to be treated to a great show. Joel Tatey, i got to tell you, another amazing job bringing an awesome guest to the stoop. Thank you very much. What did you think of the guys? Oh, my God. I, I have to get a plane ticket. I have to go to one of these shows. I mean, they are amazing. And I I just need to go see them ASAP. If you're in the area, look up their tour dates. Jesus, they just seem like so much fun alive, too. So, um... Uh, they're amazing. I, I love these guys, and uh, yeah, I was I was telling Jeff, I'm like this part, this part, like we were just getting hype <laughs> in the studio here. So I'm yep. just I'm so happy they came on again, and um, they're great. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. And of course, they uh, emphatically said they would do it again. So keep all that contact information close in hand because we definitely would love a return to the Dead South. Maybe get them on the East Coast. And I tell you what, if we get them on the East Coast. Drinking some beers with these fellas. A lot of fun. Hell yeah. We had to Hell go to yeah. a honky tonk. <laughs> I like it. I'll, I'll go anywhere. I'll go anywhere to follow these wonderful bands. Man, that was really good. I'm like so hyped. I get really hyped when we have like great bands on. Like, oh, and the music that I love. I get so, like, I don't even know what else to talk about. I'm so hyped up. <laughs> I know. You get amped. And it's like, oh, we got topic. <laughs> yeah, here's a topic. No, okay. <laughs> I love our topics too. Um, we got more music uh, Wednesday night. We're going to go country again. Um, and you know, like I said, I'm skeptical, but I got to start opening my eyes. And I like this stuff as well. Um, we have bluegrass folks tonight. We got country uh, on Wednesday night with uh, Brianna James. Lovely young lady, very talented, uh, making a fast move up the uh, country charts. Very excited to have her on as well. So, you know. All kind of music coming at you. So we've had rap. we got country. Uh, we've had pop. Uh, we've had Asian. Then Mr. Tony Chen come in and play some uh, Asian stuff yeah. for us. Uh, we had Bart Chateau do a little like Broadway kind of stuff for us. And we mm-hmm. we get all in, man. And we're, we're lucky. We're lucky people. Yes, we are. I, I'm yeah. so happy it's so diverse like that. And, uh, yeah, it was my first bluegrass like folk night, and it was amazing. So, um, yeah, keep it coming. I love all of our guests, and it really it does open your ears to what's out there and other types of great music you might not get a chance to hear, or you're just, you know, you don't have time to do it. But listening to the stoop, you get cultured. So, sit back, crack a beer, and get cultured with us. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's true. You, you do get cultured. Um, that was just wonderful. And it's funny you said your first bluegrass experience. Mine too. So, like, where do you go from here? You hit the bluegrass high. Where do you go from here? Like, I feel bad for anybody else who's got to try and follow up that act. Seriously. Mumford and who? No, <laughs> <laughs> right. Mumford and what? <laughs> I know you give us great topics. And sometimes I go awry from them. But I have to mention 
thing because this blows me away, and I know you're a fan, so maybe this appeals to you. Um, Game of Thrones. Okay, so apparently there was this charity auction that went on, and one of the prizes was to watch Game of Thrones with star Amelia Clark. Did you hear the story? Mm-hmm. You did? Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the bidders was the uh, very famous Mr. Brad Pitt, who bid, now get this, $120,000 just to watch Game of Thrones with Amelia Clark. He was outbid. By $40,000, somebody paid $160,000 to watch Game of Thrones with its star, Amelia Clark. Uh, money was uh, raised for the Haitian Relief Organization, so good cause. But, uh, Jewel, come on, $160,000? Was he, like, just doing it to drive up the, up the bid, I'm thinking? Like, because him and his or ex-wife, they did a lot of charity work in, you know, nations that are in need. So maybe it was just a uh, publicity stunt to, to drive up the bid. I mean, I, I feel like he would have gave the money either way. He probably gave the money to the charity either way. He has it. It's Brad Pitt. But, you know, and on top of that, I think him and Amelia Clark would be like the hottest couple ever because they're both drop dead gorgeous. So. Yeah, um, the funny part was, I mean, they were looking for the, um, quote, king of the north. Uh, Kit Harrington was actually in the bathroom while the bidding was going on. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he was he was in the bathroom while the bidding was going on, so he kind of came back uh, towards the end of it, which I found very funny. Um, I'm going to keep this PG, but if I'm paying 160000 to watch any uh, kind of TV show with Amelia Clark, we're doing a lot more than sitting there watching TV. <laughs> well, it's like, what is she thinking? I, I guess she's single, right? I know, I know. I, Kit I, I thought they were an item. It. Oh, okay. I thought they were an item. No, they they on the show, but that's like a whole different story. That's probably a spoiler. Sorry. Oops. But um, Oops. <laughs> Kit Harrington is uh, engaged to his girlfriend from like the fourth season. I want to say I'm caught up to the, the fourth. And they're engaged. So um, I don't know if Amelia Clark. You know who Amelia Clark went out with for a short time. You're not going to believe this. Me. Seth MacFarlane. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. So, uh, yeah, I I'm thinking if she's sitting in Brad Pitt, if I was sitting next to Brad Pitt, oh, my God, I would, like, freak out. And him saying, like, naked, <laughs> get out of here. That was never... She must have been freaking out on that prospect. One of the uh, little quips I heard was um, <laughs> one, of the, one of the shows that I, I caught this uh, story on before we announce it here, and the guy said, you do realize she's going to have her clothes on, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not on screen. She's getting, like, a lot of scenes. Yeah, but, I mean, sitting in my head. Can you picture her, like, sitting, like, in the studio? Oh, I could picture it. Never mind. Yeah, I'd say 160 oh grand. Who am I kidding? Good gracious. That is some woman right there. Not even watch <laughs> but see, that's something, like, I would win. I would win that and be like, um, yeah, this is, like, my favorite part. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I guarantee if you watch the first season, you'll be a fan. You just have to, like, That's get through Because I didn't want to watch it for a long time. I literally just caught up, like, the past couple months. And I'm only up to, like, the fourth season, even though I know what happens at the last season. But I guarantee you will be a fan. You do realize how many times that show's put me to sleep, right? Me too, but you just got to get through. <laughs> you got to um... not watch it at nighttime either. 
<laughs> a Saturday Here's snow a, day and Game of Thrones, you'll be good. Snow day. That's like a reference, right? I know that much. John Snow. Oh, yep. Winter's winter coming. Is here. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm on I'm one of the one percent. Uh, they're going to court with the girl, Lana Del Rey. Oh. Right, who had a suing Lana Del Rey over similarities between her Lust for Life song Get Free and their nineteen ninety two hit Creep, Lana says. After reports of legal action emerged earlier today, Lana tweeted, It's true about the lawsuit. Although I know my song wasn't inspired by a creep. Radiohead uh, feel it was and went 100% of the publishing. They want 100% of the publishing. Wow, that, that's something else. Yeah. Uh, she offered uh, up to 40 over the last few months, but they only accept 100. Who's wrong here? I know who uh, you think is wrong here. Radiohead it's not is now that. Like, no, and Creep is like one of my all-time favorite songs. Um, I I constantly look for like covers of Creep because. I just like it so much. I love Tori Amos's cover. But the funny thing is, I love, this is probably my favorite song off of Lana's album. And it's the last song. And every time I hear it, I think of the Hollies, the air that I breathe. All I need is the air that I breathe. That's a good thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I looked into it, and here... Radiohead was sued by the Hollies because Creep sounded like the air that I breathe. Wow. People are in this like crazy whirlwind of like all these three songs sound alike, which I don't think Get Free sounds like Creep at all, but I do really hear Hollies. And every time I hear Get Free, I want to sing along to like, I I feel like she's going to break out in like a Hollies verse. So it's my favorite song off the album. I'm going to see her on January 21st, Wells Fargo. Woo woo. And I hope she plays it, but another funny story of this song is she tried to perform this song in New York, and she forgot all the words. She had to have the fans <laughs> tell her the words or, like, sing her, sing her the um, the lyrics. So uh, it, it was really funny, but I was surprised because it has such a big fan reaction. It's about, like, drug addiction, and she talks about – she kind of mentions – uh, Whitney Houston, Mimi Winehouse, a little bit, like a little nod to them. Uh, it's a really cool song. I love it. Like I said, it's one of my favorites, but uh, I doubt she's going to put it on tour now. And yeah. yeah. And she try- and she's really upfront. Like, she's not a shithead. Like, she did offer them money. So I still love yeah. Lana. I love Radiohead and I love the Hollies. So that's where I stand. If she forgets, if she forgets <laughs> the lyrics, it goes something like, uh, she's running. <laughs> Yeah. Um, little FYI, a little tidbit of information. Check out Corn MTV Unplugged. They do an outstanding version of Creep. Excellent. Creep. Creep. I never Korn does heard it. that it's, one. Thank it is you. excellent. Actually, if you've never seen it, you've got to try and find the entire episode because they do a mix with The Cure. The Cure comes on stage and they mix two of their songs together. Really? And it's a great version of Creep. It is one of the best unplugs I've ever seen. Corn, uh, really, really good. If you haven't seen it, watch the whole thing start to finish. I'm watching that tonight. Oh, they do a Thank great you. job of Creep. I guarantee it. It's really good. I loved it. I thought it was really smooth. Uh, I'm a big Corn fan, as, as you were too, from what you told me. So, yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, for me, it's so hard because a lot of music 
and time is going to start to sound alike in some way, shape, or form. There's only so many chords, only so many notes, only so many uh, rhythms, only so many different ways you can get your voice. I mean, look at the guys tonight, like, very unique. But some people say, yeah, Mumford and Sons. Not really. Uh, but their influence, like I said, comes from everywhere. But eventually you're going to run into a song that sounds like a song. I mean, can you imagine if people had lawsuits against radio shows for sounding like one another? I mean, radio shows outside of ours all sound alike. Ours is great. Ours is different. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the rest of them sound alike. And, and it's a shame because it's um, it's a dog-eat-dog world being an artist. Uh, some of the artists we've had on here uh, behind the scenes talk about how hard it is to get uh, heard now. It's a lot of... Uh, Pay to play. Um, it's the same. I mean, Lana's making a name for herself, and uh, here comes uh, Radiohead. I'm not a big Radiohead fan. I do like Creep, but I'm not a fan of anything of theirs outside of that. So you know what Lana else is kicks, interesting? Kicks their ass. It's like the similarities make you a fan of that person, too, because she is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, and I know a lot of her songs sound just like his, and uh, it just, that's like it because they're oh this reminds me of this or this is the time I heard this you know so um I don't know people are saying Radiohead are just trying to be relevant again but yeah I, I'm, I, I don't know they're, I guess they're just reaching for straws here but it, it's a but compliment if you. anything <laughs> yeah I agree with you because like certain things you do and, and hear make you think of other artists like every time I take a shit I'm like I think of Bruce Springsteen of his horrible singing voice. That's right. I take a Trump or a Devlin. Bruce Springsteen sounds <laughs> like he's taking a shit every time he sings. Uh, one of the biggest lawsuits I remember in recent history, Bob Dylan sued the ever-loving shit out of um, Hootie and the Blowfish all because they said Tangled Up in Blue. Oh. Yeah, they, you know, they said put a little Dylan sitting on a fence. They sing the rest of the lyric and they said Tangled Up in Blue. And they did not give Dylan credit on the album cover anywhere. And he sued them. Jesus. It's a lyric. Hang on up in blue is a God. lyric, but it's not his whole song. It's, it's you know, it's like me singing the, I don't even know. It's like me calling Detroit, Detroit Rock City. Like, is Gene Simmons going to come sue my ass? Because I said Detroit right. Rock no, City. that's just what it is. It's like known that, it, it, it's almost, it's music history. It, it's what it is. You know, you're yeah. paying homage to the greats. And Radiohead and the Hollies are greats. Um, that's what I was going to say about Robin Thicke earlier. He pretty much lost his career over that Blurred Lines. Uh, yeah. Breaking off Marvin Gaye's um, Gotta Give It Up. See, that was just like that song, though. Like, you could tell the difference. It's like Vanilla Ice. Like, <laughs> it's not that, the same. There's goes ding, 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 did a ding, ding. Mine goes ding, 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 did a ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. It's not the same. <laughs> oh my god. See that's a total rip off. You can't do that's something it. like that and not give credit. Funny you should mention that though, because speaking of that song Ding 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 Did a Ding Ding Under Pressure by Queen. Hey, you do know who you do know who, Yeah, you do know who <laughs> collaborates that song with him, right? The uh the late great David Bowie. And the lead in goes a happy birthday to the late David Bowie. Uh, a new documentary titled David Bowie The Last Five Years aims to explore Bowie's final musical uh, years as he privately battled his deadly disease for a reported 18 months. Uh, it's being released on what would have been Bowie's 71st birthday. Uh, I'll ask you, and of course I'll ask myself, favorite Bowie songs, favorite Bowie memories, any uh, you like to hear? Oh, 
I love David Bowie. Yeah, that was super sad. Um, not a lot of people even knew he had cancer, but uh, yeah, I was always a David Bowie fan. I know, I know some of my friends were like massive, like do everything like Bowie, but uh, I, I really was a fan. Um, I loved Space Oddity. I loved Life on Mars. I grew up with Labyrinth and the Goblin King, and he was just like always the Goblin King for me because that movie came out when I was really young. So, um, yeah, I just freaking love David Bowie, and it, it's so sad he's gone. Um, that last album was, like, so trippy because he was talking about, like, his mortality and stuff, and then he passed away. But, uh, you know, it, it, when you get news like that, that you're sick, like, it just makes you think about that stuff. So he'll forever live on as a legend and the Goblin King in my eyes. So um, happy birthday, the late, great David Bowie. Absolutely. Uh, some of my fondest memories of Bowie. I was more of a, like, I liked 80s Bowie. Um, Modern Love is one of my all-time favorite songs. I absolutely love that song. Uh, Blue Jean is a great song. Uh, of course, Heroes. That's just a magic song. I love that song. It, that's one mm-hmm. of them songs, even Alive or Dead, that when you turn it on, it, it, it hits you like right in the gut. Like, you get that little tingle. And Heroes is one of them songs. I love that song. Uh, yeah. And, of course, the most fondest memory Nine Inch Nails, David Bowie, and a pouring rain at the uh, Camden Center, whatever the hell it's called now. Uh, I was there, so I saw Bowie. It wasn't you saw typical him? Bowie. That's yeah, amazing. At, at that concert. It wasn't a typical Bowie. It was very different. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Nine Inch Nails and Bowie, that's kind of like going to have great stuff. Uh, but there was a little different that's Bowie. Awesome. That's, when he tried to get, that's when he tried to find an industrial sound, but I can say I did it. Happy birthday, David Bowie. Great stuff. Um, I do have to, uh, again, shout out. I posted on uh, my friend Rebecca's page that I got the boys to say hi to her, and she said uh, that I've redeemed myself after yesterday because uh, she's a big Carolina Panthers fan, and I put this giant New Orleans Saints picture right on her Facebook page yesterday. So had to make up for it. <laughs> got the fellas in the due south. I'm the due south. The dead south. Sorry, fellas. Do say yeah, do Quran say hey? There you go. Now that's a little mix. Uh, but anyway, I got the uh, fellows from the Dead South to uh, say hello to Rebecca. I feel better now. I'm on her good side. Um, yeah, lots of great stuff. Uh, you know, Bowie, unfortunately, one of the legends of music. We lost a lot of legends of music recently. I really don't want to go through all the names. Um, so many of them, and uh, Bowie definitely one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Tough, you know Chris Cornell and Scott Wallen, and you know you go on and on. Speaking of Scott Wallen, have you had to listen to the new Stone Temple Pilots song yet? I know I've been drilling this into your head. I you have it. You have. I want it's to. Okay. I have to. Make I need you to. It, it is mm-hmm. so Scott Wallen. It's scary. It's almost like he's reborn. That's Terrifying. crazy. In a good way, though. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. That's like. Uh... Not really, but Adam Lambert was <laughs> Queen. Yes. That's good stuff. I mean, he's amazing as well. But I feel like Adam Lambert could, like, go on to have his own name. You know, like, I don't know, do some crazy stuff that he would do. And be great. You know what I mean? Just not have that stigma of, I'm trying to take over Freddie Mercury. Yeah, exactly. And I get what you're saying. Um, 
that's like one of the reasons I remember way back when they reached out to George Michael and he really wasn't interested because it was kind of like uh, just stepping in footsteps. And it's kind of weird, like, oh, Freddie was gay, mm-hmm. George is gay. Like, you know, you hope that's not their their aim. But, yeah, I mean, like, Adam Lambert could make a name of his own, but he does such a good job with Queen. It does make it, He does make it a little bit of his own. It's, it's very exciting. Um, okay. I did not get to see him this past year like I really wanted to, but uh, apparently they're going to do it again from what I hear, so I'd love to check it next time around. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I know all you were sitting there chomping at the bit and saying, what's coming up on the stoop? What's coming up? You keep saying all this stuff's coming up. So we're going to talk about it right now. Um, Starting with, of course, Wednesday night. Lovely young lady, country singer, Brianna James, is going to come on the stoop. We're going to play some country music. We're going to talk to her about her career. Lovely young lady. She's got that certain something. You can tell just by looking at her. This girl... uh, Got a great opportunity to get real big, and we wish her the best, and we'll talk to her Wednesday night. Uh, Monday the 15th from a show that's gaining popularity, Godless. A lot of my friends are talking about the show Godless. It's Sarah Minich. She'll be on the stoop on the 15th. I'm very excited about that. i got to get myself into Godless because Jewel swears by it. A lot of people I know are starting to swear by this show, and uh, Jewel's got that look on her face like, yeah, it's pretty freaking good. I'm not even up to her part, and it's good. So I'm so excited to when she comes on. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I'm going to have to binge that. Yeah, My I'd sister binge. binged just... it in one night. One night. Really? She was off from – she's a teacher, so they had off from school. She binged it in one night. So, um, yeah, definitely have to do that. It's really good. Awesome. That's on the 15th. Sarah Minutes is going to be here, and we will talk to her about Godless and her career. On the 22nd, we finally sit down with Vita and the Wolf. It's a moment we've been waiting for. We had to cancel on her once. She had to cancel on us once. Very exciting. Vita and the Wolf finally going to make their way to the stoop January 22nd. Here is a brand new announcement. That's right, folks. If you are a comic book fan... Oops, I'm sorry, Jewel. What night is that? Oh, I'm sorry. The 17th. Yeah, Jewel did nail one down. My apologies. January 17th, Dreambox Mechanics, another Philly group, um, and uh, hit me with that. Tree Theater. <laughs> Tree Theater, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, Dreambox Mechanics. Tree, Tree Theater. Joel brings some of these in, and I, I get so <laughs> wrapped up in them, I forget to put them in my calendar. Very embarrassing. But it's going to be a great show. That's on the 17th. Greenbox Mechanics, 22nd Beat in the Wolf, 24th for the comic book fans and the fans of the old Batman TV show. <gasps> That's right. Robin the Boy Wonder, Burt Ward, is going to make his way to the stoop on the 24th. <laughs> He's going to be talking about this uh, new museum exhibit that they have, pretty old, 1966 Batman TV show. We're going to talk to Burt about the days of Batman. We're going to talk about him, the late, great Adam West, Lee Merriweather, and all them great stars from back in the day and see what Burt's up to. That's on the 24th. Uh, and we just got that a couple of days ago. We just got one again yesterday. I'm very exciting to talk about this. This is on the 29th, and it is a uh, kind of dance club that the stoop continues to mix. We're going with dance music. Young lady from Florida, by the name of Kendra Erica, Billboard chart star. A lot of her music has been hitting the Billboard charts. She's open for Jason Derulo. Her music's fun. I'm not a big dance club guy, but I listen to a couple of her songs. I like it. I do. I really you like. You forgot it. to add club. Now we got club in the mix. I'm so excited. Club. Yep, dance and club music, club music, bluegrass music, country music, Damn. rap music, pop music, Asian music. Man, we're we're killing it here on the stoop. 
And on the 29th, Kendra Erica uh, shared some words with her. She seems very excited to be here. We're all kind of excited for that. February is opening up, folks. Step right up. Let's get more people on the stoop. Let's kill it this year. We promised that 2018 was going to be the year of the stoop. We're working on a lot of great things. Got a lot of viewers going on out there. Hey, if you're listening in and you say, hey, so-and-so's in a band and they got some followers, tell them to check out the stoop. Check us out. Stoop Radio 1 on Twitter. The Stoop Radio Network on Facebook. What's our Instagram handle? I'm so embarrassed. I forgot. Uh, the Stoop Radio One at the Stoop Radio One. At the Stoop Radio One, as you know, Jewel controls uh, Instagram, and she uh, pretty much controls Twitter. You know, I throw a little something on every now and then. Facebook's all mine, so you see how you know how dormant it is because I I get lazy. <laughs> it's all good. Wow, here, wow, here, here's a stat: weather and climate disasters have cost the U.S. a record three hundred and six billion dollars. 2017. That's believable. Jesus, it's so bad right now. Yeah, California wildfires and earthquakes and hurricanes. And it's been brutal. Really hasn't been. Yeah, shutting businesses down. I mean, it's like, have you walked outside since like five o'clock? It's like a sheet of ice. Yeah, it's scary out there. It's scary getting home. I I feel bad to talk about weather. The guy's living in Canada, but uh. Well, it was colder here this past week than it was in Alaska. <laughs> so. Iceland, I think they picked that out also. Oh, I mean, okay. yeah, it, man, it was uh, it was chilly, and not the good kind of chilly, uh, with beans and, and ground beef. The bad but kind. It's going to warm up. No, <laughs> it's going to warm it up is. this it's, week. So yeah, it's supposed to warm up. It, it went from like six the other day to like fifty-five on Friday. We'll be ready. It'll be a normal. nice. Yeah. Be ready for that Saturday game. Be a little rainy. Saturday game. The Stoop Radio Network on Facebook. If you listen or you're mentioned on the page, the hashtag is fuck Atlanta. <laughs> That's right. Fuck Atlanta. Fuck the Falcons. I said the F bomb right here on the Stoop. You know, let's we're gonna go more into that Wednesday. Wednesday I'm gonna do the Eagles preview. Uh but I goddamn hate the Atlanta Falcons. I thought you said they were great. <laughs> the Falcons? Absolutely, I hate the Falcons. I definitely say they were great. I said the winner. Uh, I said the Super Bowl team, the, the team that scares me, is going to be the winner of the Saints Vikings game. That's a scary game. Atlanta? I hate Atlanta. God, I hope we destroy them. Yeah, I hate it. Wait, that? that's Sunday. That right? That is Sunday. Uh, Vikings. Okay. Uh, so basically, the rundown is going to be um, this Saturday. It is. Uh, Unfortunately, we got the, the early game. 4.30 Saturday. It's going to be the Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the beauty of this, the Eagles are now a three-point underdog, which makes me chuckle. I kind of like being the underdog. I do. I mm-hmm. like coming into the game as the underdog. So that is um, Saturday. I'm sorry. I'm just going down the list to make sure I get all this correct. So 4.30 Eagles and Falcons uh, from Philadelphia. The night game, 8.15 from New England. It's the Titans and the New England Patriots. New England is a 13 and a half point favorite, and for all you do, for those of you who may not know what that means, that means New England is expected to win by at least two touchdowns. If the Titans got that far, New England should mop them up; should be no problem. And then Sunday at one o'clock, Pittsburgh Steelers will host the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then at 
from the home of the Super Bowl, Minnesota, this year, the Minnesota Vikings, New Orleans Saints. So a good weekend of football. Should be great. Uh, a lot of are really good. I had a good weekend watching football. I didn't do too good betting it or predicting it, but uh, I had fun watching it. Did you, uh, did you watch it all? No, I was working all weekend. Um, That's true. So I didn't make a lot of the games. But You're not working Saturday, right? Thank you. You're this not working Saturday. Oh. Yeah. Like a, the entire city is going to be in It'll a be frenzy. Yes. I really want to and go out for that. it's funny because um, the, um, the 80s um, pop cover band, uh, the Leg Warmers, are supposed to play in Philly that night. Oh. And my wife's like, I'm going to go see the Leg Warmers. She's obsessed with it. I'm dying to see it, too. It seems really fun. But I said, Philadelphia, that night, if they win, the town's going to be going nuts. If they lose, it might go more nuts. So Insane. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, probably be, uh, <laughs> I'll probably be in my man cave with my big TV and watching and cursing at it and throwing shit at it. But uh, that's hope for an Eagles victory. We need it, Philly. We need it bad. Sixers are getting good. Flyers on a win streak. Eagles in the playoffs. Let's start making Philly relevant again. I know. I watched the best recap last night. It was, like, so cool. And it was so sad, like, the whole Carson Wentz thing. Ah, and he just Man. had Zacherts, like, sitting there talking about it. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to cry. It's all right, though. Yeah. It'll be good. All right. We'll get it. Nick Foles says he's ready. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see this weekend. It's something. It's something. Passion. Passion. Great, great show tonight. I've, uh, I still, I'm still amped. I want to thank the guys again from the Dead South, Nate, Scott, and Danny, for coming on the show tonight, making this just a super-duper show. I want to thank everybody that took the time to listen. Getting listeners. They're coming in by the hundreds, the thousands. We're growing. Stoop is becoming popular again and relevant again. Probably better. I think we do it better this time around. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to say yes. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to hurt former host's feelings. That's what it's all about right now. It's about fun and laughter, drinking, perverted <laughs> comments. <laughs> As she takes a big sip. Sip time out. You can hear the back swig in the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's Have funny. Time, over, yeah. yeah, we do. It, it's it's only been since August, and already like Jules, like like the sister I never had, like separated at birth. You know it. It's great. We're twinning. We're only like 16 years apart, but we're twins. Hey, it works. <laughs> it works. Uh, don't forget, also, folks, January 20th, is it? January 20th. What? Right? 20th, what? right? What? Lana? No. Isn't it your birthday? The, the Lana Del Rey concert is January 21st. Don't worry about that. We're asking when your birthday is. <laughs> no. Ugh, I don't want to be in my 30s. Stop it. January 27th. But you know what? We have some of the best guests that week. It's Vita and the Wolf and Burt Ward. Yay! Yeah! Birthday week. Happy birthday from Robin the Boy Wonder. I, I'm going to ask so him the ultimate it. question because I want to know the truth once and for all. I heard rumors, and he used to do interviews. He used to tuck it when he had to play Robin. No way. He used to have to tuck it and tape it down. I texted my dad. I'm like, guess who we got on the show? I'm like, 
Bert Ward, and he's like, holy shitballs, Batman. <laughs> he really <laughs> didn't say, like, holy shitballs. He said something else along those lines. That's pretty great. So now we got to, I, I definitely got to ask him, because between, um, oh, God, between Julie Newmar and Lee Merriweather as Catwoman, yeah, I'd probably have to tuck it also. Oh, he's my an, God. Oh, and Batgirl, or Batgirl, she passed away, Yvonne Craig. Mm, kind of tight purple outfit. No, that's like my daughter's favorite superhero. Besides, like, well, she knows mommy likes Wonder Woman, but my daughter yeah. loves Batgirl. Oh yeah, that's yeah, pretty awesome. it's pretty cool. And that is uh, pretty cool. I had not... the, uh... oh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, you speak really. I was gonna say the so anyway. worst Catwoman ever was Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Do not like her. You see me in silence, giving you his desk there. Anne Hathaway does nothing wrong. Nothing. Howie Berry was pretty bad, too. I don't know what you mean by of silence. Give me the test. <laughs> 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 Siri's going nuts talking about Anne Hathaway. Thank you, Siri. Oh, Anne Hathaway. Oh, Siri, goodness. shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, she's a cat woman, but she's... God. Do anything rock the suit the best? Who do you think was like, I, I know it's not up to you to say who's sexy is, but just being a female, like, who do you think really wore the the Catwoman costume the best? Oh, Catwoman? Yeah. Get out of here. Michelle Pfeiffer is my Catwoman, always and forever. Really? She's the best. She's the best. Oh, yeah, when she was going crazy and, like, licking her blood and shit, I was like, oh, what'd she say? What's the move? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I love uh, I that made me want to be Catwoman one year and I had the crazy Michelle Pfeiffer like stitched up mask. It was great. That was my childhood looked, like Catwoman. She did look pretty good. She did get real tight in the outfit. I, I like Halle Berry's, but I didn't like the movie. Well the movie's really the movie bad. Sucked. The movie sucked. Movie sucked. She looked so decent. Bad. But um and like I said, I, I go old school for me and if you watch any of the old Batmans, Julie Newmar. Mm, mm-hmm. Goodness back then. Wow. They're the originators, you know. You gotta give respect to them. Yeah, actually, Lee Merriweather did it in the movie version of the '66 Batman, and I believe Joy mm-hmm. Newmore took over. And then Eartha Kitt also played. Uh, Eartha Kitt used to be kind of sexy too. She's perfect Batman, and that oh, like, little yeah. actor. Hers. Yeah, wild stuff. Yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> I used to love that show. As corny and cheesy as it was, I loved it. I'm like geek to talk to Burt Ward because back then I was the younger brother so my older brother of course had to be Batman and I always had to be Robin uh-huh. I'm geek. <laughs> I'm, no, no man I, I love Robin I'm geek to talk to Burt and tell much I love Robin the Boy Wonder awesome Robin had a great costume he did have a great costume sans the uh, tape and tuck and you know what I'm so glad they <laughs> made him into like a real badass with uh, the whole Nightwing thing and yeah. people are really like gravitating towards Robin and the Teen Titans that's amazing and I love that yeah, they yeah, gave a teen, cool. teen Titans nod in the brand new Justice League movie um, because I, I, I even like Ben Affleck as Batman in that so they did a really good job in the movie if you haven't seen it yet haven't seen it yet and I'm going to check it out um, good it's one of them I kind of waited for video I don't know why but I kind of waited for video um and, you know, they also killed off the worst Robin, Jason Todd. So that was good. He got blown up in the factory <laughs> by the Joker. <laughs> no. <laughs> jo- I think Joker really does kill him at some point. He does. In the comments, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, it's the Jason Todd one. 
beats the shit out of yeah. a crowbar and then they blow him up. Which was one of the, which at the time was one of the highest selling comics because people hated the second version of Robin that badly. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, when it wasn't decoration anymore, they brought in Jason Todd, so apparently that was a, yeah. a big deal. Robin's been a lot of different people. Um, I think they've had, what, four or five different Robins through the comic book stages? No, oh, oh no. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got to do our Robin research. we got to research. We when Burt Ward comes on, look at the go show uh, Spider-Man. Oh, He's really slinging webs. He's going to be what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> no, we will. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get first by good. all my... My comic book aficionado. Absolutely. We look forward to it. So we're going to pack it in once again. Um, i like to beat the dead horse. I'd like to thank our guests tonight, the dead sale, Nate Hiltz, Scott Pringle, and Danny Kenyon. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for letting us play a couple of your tunes. Remember, www.thedeadsouth.com. Check out the tour date. Check out their music. A lot of great stuff. These guys are well worth it. Someone fan. Don't forget, Wednesday night, same time, 8 o'clock. The lovely young lady, country singer, Brianna James, is going to be here on the stoop. We'll be talking about some music, playing some of her songs, and uh, we'll get crazy stories from her, too. We get crazy stories out of any, anybody, no matter how old they are, how young they are. They love telling yep, us our stories on the stoop. <laughs> we get the inside scoop. All right, folks, so thanks again for joining us. It actually is uh, National Championship Night. I want anybody to think I forgot. The uh, NCAA National Championship of Football going on as we speak. And uh, second quarter, about three minutes left, Georgia with a 6 nothing lead over Alabama. I bet Alabama. I didn't bet Alabama, but I told everybody that Alabama was going to win the national championship. Georgia hanging tough in a low-scoring game. 6 nothing. It's almost halftime. So we're going to go check out the rest of that game and then maybe talk about it a little bit here Wednesday on the Stoop. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to go on the Stoop Radio Network on Facebook. Hashtag Fuck Atlanta. We greatly appreciate it for it. And if you do it, we'll mention your name on the air. Why not? Hey. Hey. <laughs> Another great TGIM for the lovely and talented and wonderful and amazing queen of research, queen of big words, and queen of making me sound stupid, Jewel Tady. I'm your head, Jeff the Shark Perini, reminding you, fuck Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> and be nice to people. Even the shitty ones. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> I like it, though. And don't be a douche. Especially yes. Falcons fan. Don't be a Falcons fan. <laughs> Do not. I love it. Do not. Joel, thanks again. We will see you Wednesday night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.